Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today, I am here to talk about clear the air on what on earth is going on with the all of the talk about Oleg Zok and Devin Lauer. Now, where, where do I even start with this one? If you haven't seen it already, um, I put out a video about a week ago um, after seeing Oleg Zok say that he would put his $10,000 of his own money down against Devin Lauer and that he thinks he's got his measure, etc., etc., Okay, since then, we've seen a few different uh, comments made. We've seen Armbets TV um, with you interviewing Ukrainian pullers, uh, Ilya Isman, who I quote said that uh, Devin Larratt is not yet at the level of Pushka or Saplenkov and needs to take the first step of Oleg Zok before taking on those guys. That is laughable. Um, I've been tagged in videos of Oleg Zok pinning uh, Georgian monster Sanganashvili. Uh, mind you, it was on the practice table, and mind you, it was outside of straps, and Oleg Zok was starting like this, and Sanganashvili's just being polite and trying to hold on. Um, anyway, the, the thing that I wanted to talk about is that this is, this is beyond ridiculous for me. I think that uh, what is actually going on is just psychological tactics. Devin Larratt is, of course, taking on Denis Saplenkov on the left arm in Arm 550 in November. And I believe Devin Larratt will win that match against Denis Saplenkov at Arm 550 in November. All the, the Ukrainian and the Eastern European uh, arm wrestlers who are naturally, don't get me wrong, it's natural for them to want Saplenkov to win. They're doing everything within their power to try to plant a seed of doubt in Devin Larratt's mind. I don't think Devin Larratt will bite this one at all. Not until he has finished with Denis Saplenkov. After Devin Larratt has finished with Denis Saplenkov and defeated him, then he might entertain the fact of even talking about this match with Oleg Zok. And he probably will say, yeah, sure, Oleg. Let's take the 10 grand. Let's make it 50 and then we'll do it. Okay, so... Oleg Zok, let me address a couple of things. Oleg Zok says he'd put $10,000 down of his own money. I would not bet for a day that that is his own money. It's some sponsor's money that wants to see the match that thinks that it'll get some great attention from the match. It's not Oleg Zok's personal pocket money. To me, Oleg Zok would never do that because he knows he can't beat Devin Larratt. Now, let's look at the facts as to why he can't beat Devin Larratt one more time. Since they last pulled, Devin Larratt's put on about 40 pounds of size. Uh, Oleg Zok still competing in the under 80 kilos, so maybe he's put on 5 pounds. I think he was perhaps maybe 78 kilos last time they pulled. So 5 pounds for Oleg Zok, 40 pounds for Devin Larratt. Um, addressing Ilya Isman's comments that uh, he's not yet at the level of Pushkar and Saplinkov. Of course, Ilya, thank you for the comments. I think we all remember what Devin Larratt did to Andre Pushkar on the left hand, coincidentally, uh, last time they met in a six-round super match. And um, we know how that goes. We know how that goes. And when you look at Oleg Zok's game, Oleg Zok is someone who undoubtedly has monstrous pronation. Probably the best pronation on the planet. He has a hand that is built for pronation. But he's short. He's small. He doesn't have the side pressure. And he doesn't have an inside game. He's too scared to go inside. I'm sure he could develop a fantastic inside game, but he won't go there against the people that he's chasing. He'll go there against lesser opponents. That's about it. There are endless amounts of footage of Oleg Zok on the practice table, even against people a lot smaller than him, that if they start or if they get their ulna supinated in and in contact with Oleg Zok, that they're able to go straight through him. Uh, I've also been tagged, like I said, uh, with Oleg Zok pinning Sanganishvili on the practice table. 
It was a laughable pinning. It would count for absolutely nothing. Uh, Oleg Zok starting with full pronation, full cup, and outside of the straps. So very difficult for Levan to, to get any hand control at all. But when you look at Oleg Zok's game, what is he vulnerable to? If, if you watch Oleg Zok at the World Championships, yes, he wins the World Championships. He wins the European Championships very convincingly every year for his weight class, and so he should. But everyone who gets close to him, it's with a supinated side pressure drive and eventually setting a hook. Now, who, who is going to be best at that? A tall hooker. Who is the best tall hooker on the planet? Without doubt, Devin Larratt. So for Oleg Zok to go down this path, I think it all is all ultimately just theatre. It's not serious. He's not betting $10,000 of his own money. He's just hoping for a match, just for fun, just to have a crack at Devin Larratt because, hey, it's Devin Larratt and everyone likes watching Devin Larratt arm wrestle. So Oleg Zok wants to get in on a bit of that action. In, in my opinion, Devin Larratt won't talk about this at all. You won't see Devin Larratt give two hoots about this. He's focused on Denis Saplenkov. He'll beat Denis Saplenkov. And then after that, he may address this Oleg Zok issue. Because at the end of the day, Devin Larratt is not going to meet fire with fire in any arm wrestling match. That's why he is so good. He makes every match that he, that he wins look a lot harder than it actually is. The reason that is, is because he doesn't use hard counters. He doesn't meet force on force and go straight through you. He always knocks opponents off balance. He always takes them slightly off the angle that they want to fight on. And because of that, he wins slowly. But that doesn't mean he doesn't do it comfortably. Devin Larratt will knock Dennis Saplank off, off the angle that he wants to compete. And he would, if he ever did it against Oleg Zok, it'd be for way more than $10,000 and he would do it with ease. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. See ya.